You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum Podcast, where Welsh rugby matters. If you love Welsh rugby, then this is the place for you. It's the last episode of the season. It's end of term. Uh, Dan Killick's brought Hungry Hungry Hippos around to play, and I've promised him we can watch the Goonies if he's good. Good to have you back, Dan. How are you? Yeah, really good. I'm excited about this one. Good. Well, yeah, and me. It's, um... I'm excited about them all, but... Yeah. Uh... There's a, there's a new level of excitement, I think, after the last couple of weeks. Well, it helps that Wales has just won 2-0 away in Argentina. How, how good does that feel? It feels incredible, doesn't it? Especially after I don't think... I don't think many people would have said that we would have got two, you know, no. two wins against Argentina. Um, and the way in which we did it. By Pretty John. emphatic, wasn't it? It was really impressive, yeah. It was. And coming up on this episode, we'll find out just how good this Wales side is. We'll look at who the standout performer has been. And we'll have to have a look and see, out of that amazing back row talent, who is going to miss out when we head into the next set of internationals. Uh, how, was, uh, how was your time in Seville, Dan? Did you bring us, did you bring us anything back? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, um, well, a little bit. I've got a tan, haven't I? But uh, <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was a good, good trip. A little bit hazy, obviously, uh, with it being a stag. Um, good group of boys, 22 of us. Um, knew about 50 to 60% of the boys. So I think it's always nice when you don't know everyone. Yeah. Um, and everyone got on very, very well. You're looking more fresh-faced uh, than I had anticipated, actually. Um, and I thought it was only right that we give you, we give you the, uh, oh. the coffee that Scott sent us. Power of eight. So uh, again, uh, this this so that one that one's for you, Dan, to wake you up. If, Thank you uh, very much. Yeah, well, I have been uh, over the next uh, the next week or so. I'm looking all right now. I can tell you, it was a different uh, different kettle of fish altogether on on Monday, and uh, 
yeah, this will this will come in handy. So that is courtesy of our sponsors. So Coffee Trades Power of Eight, brand new coffee. It's proper strong and uh, it's it's proper smooth as well. It's the James Davis of coffee. So uh, get get stuck into that one. Right, we'll be getting the show underway with fact or fiction very very shortly. Just a quick uh, shout to every everyone who's listening. If you want to leave us a review, uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast this season, then uh, yeah, please do that on iTunes. Helps us out massively. And if you want to get in touch, you can do that on Facebook. Uh, you can join our Facebook group as well, which is called Wales Rugby Fans. Or you can do it on Twitter, as loads of people have done um, already. And our Twitter handle is at Attacking Scrum. So we'll be getting to those listeners' questions uh, later on in the second part of the show. But first, fact or fiction? This is the element of the show where we debate a series of questions to get to the bottom of this week's big issues from Welsh rugby. Dan. One to five. Number one. Number one. Right, top of the shot. Wales deserve to be third in the world rankings, fact or fiction? Fact. Fact right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> probably because he's talking to me, it's going to be a fact. Um, maybe if you're asking me tomorrow, it'd be a different, slightly different answer. But no, I thought we, you know, I thought we were outstanding on this particular, particular trip. Um, and I didn't quite think that we had the the depth that we've that we've yeah, currently I got. Either. I mean, we've we've said though, haven't we, that it's we've been on the upward um in terms of the depth for some time, but this has taken everyone by surprise, isn't it? Um and we've got we've got we've got so many players now in, in various different positions. Even in the centre berths where we were looking really threadbare for a while, we've now got probably, you know, three combinations that could work very, very well. Yeah. You could say potentially a fourth. Um you know we've got competition all over the park, so yeah, right now I'm. I would say we are about third. Okay, uh, I think you? no, I wouldn't at the moment. Again, don't want to be the prophet of doom. Let's first off. I got, everything, carried, everything I got carried away there. there, didn't I? No, no, everything you've said there, I completely agree with. It's great to see the depth, the the attitude that the players had was absolutely superb. I just think, and and they made Argentina look really, really ordinary in both of those test matches. So. Massive, well done. I just think it's the third thing is is difficult because look, New Zealand are head and shoulders above everyone else. I think Ireland, I would say, a second. I just think it's a bit premature for us to say that we're the third best um, until we've you know we've we've beaten Australia. You know we haven't beaten Australia for for ten years, so I think it's probably a little bit premature. And I would rather be sixth in the world rankings and beat Australia than have you know, have that. But look. All in all, it's massive. It's massively encouraging, and the right time to start ramping up that that you know that form, that depth ahead of uh, ahead of the World Cup. And there's plenty of selection dilemmas for uh, for Warren Gatland. Question I was going to going to give to you there as well: How much of this is is by design, and how much of this is just down to the fact that Gatland needed to give the players a rest, and how much does it matter? Well, he definitely needed to give a number of those players a rest, and they were they were probably at, at the risk of being burned out, or you know, already already are some of the boys. Um, we had to give we had to give um, a number of these guys an opportunity, didn't we? And up against quality opposition, and so I think part of it part of it was um, was necessity, yeah. But also there was a there was a design element in there as well. So you've got to take your hats off to the coaches and every single one of them as well. You know, Howdy's been given so much criticism, isn't well, he? Well, I tell you what, that le- that leads me nicely on actually, mate, to our to our second point. Gatland and Howley have silenced the doubters, fact or fiction? Absolute fact. 
for me. Um, the way in which I, I so obviously I was away as we know on in uh, on a stag do didn't get to watch the game, um, or at least I think we didn't. Uh, came back watched it. I, I I could not believe that it was that was Wales playing. Yeah, it, I was in, I was amazed the speed at which we were we were pinging the ball around, um, the depth that we were holding, the angles, the options, and that was from literally you know one to fifteen. Yeah. Well, and throw the subs in there as well. They all of them made it made a difference. I just, I did not see that 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 performance coming from from this particular Welsh side. Yeah. You, you know, we usually see that that level, or actually we don't. But we we only we've only played like that really when we've had every single one of our our top boys on the park at at, at the same time. And even then, we've been, you know, a little bit lackluster or slow or got away with wins. But there was a real sort of energy and sort of. I don't know. We looked so composed, didn't we? So comfortable in every single area of the field. Yeah, I mean, I, the the thing to to pinpoint that on the coaches. I think the we were saying this last week um, with Yestin that the thing Gatland does best is he builds a team when he's got them for a for an extended period of time, and that showed. I thought yesterday actually that was the most composed and the most well organised I've seen a Welsh side since the twenty eleven World Cup. It was it was you know. It's really difficult to gauge because yes, Argentina were poor and it's and it's a summer tour. But do you think we made them look poor? Do you think they were? Yeah, poor? no, I think we made them look poor. I think they yeah. they were shell shocked uh, with uh, particularly in that first test. I don't think they expected uh, to be. I think they expected quick ball and they didn't get anything every time they took the ball into we, contact. They had to fight for we it. We challenged them at that contact, and they were for, they, they were forcing it. You know, they were trying to force it behind the behind the scrum, and that comes from good line speed from. Good breakdown from good tackling, and, and you know all those things were um, were evident. But that's the coaching, isn't it? They would have analysed the, the performances, known known the way in which you know the Argentine mm. how they were going to play, and then literally just come out with a with a plan of attack that just nullified them in every in every single position on the park. Which means there's another coach that we really should be mentioning Absolutely. in the mix yeah. as well. Uh, so I mean, Sean Edwards, it just looks like he's. He's got them back to their best because Wales, when they've played well under Sean Edwards, have had such strong, um, such strong defence. We have dipped, haven't we, in the defensive, mm. um, you know, defensive area for, you know, probably the last sort of last twelve months. I would say we haven't been firing at the levels yeah. at which we were. So it's great to see us being right back up there because we've got a real, a real attacking, you know, intent, haven't we? Really now. But it was the defence, I think, that was lacking. But also, when you change the style and which, when you change your attacking play, it does affect your defence mm. as well. Obviously, because they're interlinked. Yeah. So you know, the coaches have said, "Give us time, give us time." You know, us as the us as supporters of, it's probably, you know, been a little bit uh, impatient at times, maybe. But it's it's starting, it's starting to, to pay dividends. It, it is starting. I think you know, we need to see we need to see a few more games, don't we, yeah, to say definitely. that we're the we're the completely changed. You know, change side, but, but I, th- I think if you're judging this tour alone, then then definitely credit has to go to Gatland. And you know, I've we've been critical on this podcast, me in particular, of Harley in the past, but I thought the backs went really, really well. And um, actually, oh, it was we looked brilliant in the backs. I mean, Howley Howley gets whacked, doesn't he? And I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it right now because he had us moving really, really yeah. well. And you you look at the I mean, the selection must help. You know, we mentioned this last yeah. week. Well, Patchell is such a much more, what's the word? You know, I, I, I love Dan Bigger, and he's a complete Test match animal, and we're not gonna we're not gonna write him off whatsoever. But 
Pacha is much more natural at getting the most out of the the backs that he has outside him, and I think that you know that that made a massive difference. Yeah, it would have. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm a big fan of of, of Bigger as as I know you are mm. as well. But it's you know we have seen Patchell play as well, haven't we? And you know things haven't you know they haven't gone like that, for instance. So there was a, there was a number of I think a number of elements that helped us in that in that department, but. Also, the fact that he was the—I think the back, the back three had a big, made a big difference in terms of how how we attacked. So the way in which they held us and the shape, um, because all of them, all of them were looking to have a go, yeah. And that hasn't been the case, is it? For you know, when we got certain players do you playing think, there, do you think as well? Because we've spoken in the past that there's been kind of an attitude of it being kind of conservative rugby and players getting hauled over the coals if they make mistakes and therefore weren't weren't kind of encouraged to, to take risks. Do you think there's something been said in that dressing room and they've just gone, look, go out and play, use your best judgment? Yeah, I think so. But also we know that Gatlin's brutal and the players would have, they'd probably be torn, wouldn't they, knowing that, I've got to go out and, you know, on one hand they're saying go out and, and play what's in front of you and, you know, we're going to back you. But equally, if, if you make an error, you know with Gatlin that it's, it's you know, you, you've literally got a, you've got a chance and that's it. And I do think that part of the, the intensity and the professionalism that we showed on this trip was a cut above the rest that we've seen on any of these summer tours before. Oh, and yeah. that was because the, the Gatlin would have laid the law down to him. We said it before they went out there that this is your chance you take it or you're out. And they've, you know, to a man, really, they've all taken it. And there's going to be, there's going to be some really tough decisions because, and that's, that's again comes down to the coach and doesn't it? When he's there, you know that he's, you know, he, he means business. And that's often not been the case when we've had, you know, other, other, other coaches in there as head coaches that aren't head coaches. Yeah. You know, he's, he's there for a reason. Who, who in particular are you thinking of? Well, I think, you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a fan of what what Howley's done, but equally, when he's there as the main man, mm. it's a different. It, it's a very very different role, isn't it? It's a role that not a lot of people are comfortable in. You know, being right at the top there, and and you know, you've got to be nasty at times, yeah. haven't you? Um, and you can't you you can't let your emotions get involved. And, uh, and we've seen that a number of times with players who've been great servants to Wales, kind of. Yeah, they're they're not phased out. Your Martin Williams missed out in the twenty eleven World Cup. They took one open side, Warburton to the to the World Cup, you know, Adam Jones, Richard Hibbard, players who've, you know, achieved amazing things yeah. in Wales shirts and Gatland has just gone, You don't fit into my plans. Yeah. And you don't shut. and you can't get that that fear element. Um there's it's sort of fear linked in with respect. You can't get that overnight. So, you know, Gatland didn't didn't instantly have that. He's built this over time. And obviously now his record is 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 so so good, isn't it? When you look at his CV, that there's a huge element of respect, and a lot of that come. I think that's a massive element when it comes to coaching. That you you if you respect the person, you're going to work that much harder. Um, and that's no snipe on the other coaches that have been there in the past, but they just. But it's a tough job, being it's a head t- coach, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's really tough. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, we'll talk about head coaching later on. But one thing we always say that the thing in international rugby that ultimately you're judged on is, is selection and there's going to be some very very difficult 
selections coming up over the next 15 you wouldn't months want to be, or so. Well, I'd, for, we'd uh, love to be a fly on the wall, wouldn't you? I would love to be a fly meetings. on the wall. But let's, uh, let's, let's start that, and I, I dare say this is going to be the recurring theme for the next 15 months, down on this podcast. But let's go with this one. Wales need to stick with the core of this squad, even when the Lions, uh, the Lions players return. Fact or fiction? Uh, fiction for me. Um, there was Straight some... up, no doubt there for you, was there? No fiction. Yeah, we've, you know, we, need to, we need to be balanced still. Um, there's me saying that we're definite third in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've, we've left some very, very good boys at home, haven't we? And, you know, it's, it's easy to get a little bit carried away, I think, with, with a couple of performances. It's brilliant the way that the, that the team has gone. But, you know, those boys that are back at home, they're outstanding players and they've been consistent for a long, long time. Would so. you not be guilty of picking on reputation rather than on form, though? Um, well, I think there's form. There's a, there's a there's a there has to be a mixture, doesn't there? Of the form, two, form, form is temporary, class is permanent. Yeah, yeah so well, we're rolling out all these old cliches. Yeah, the old the old gym gym teacher cliches <laughs> there. Um, no, I mean, come on. There's there's players there's players that are at home that you're going to definitely take, but they're going to make difficult. They're going to make it very difficult. You've got you've got to remember that with a we're talking about the World Cup now, are we. Well, yeah, with a and, camp, you know, I mean, look, every every game from now on yeah. in really is building towards the World Cup. Okay, if we it? if we go to the World Cup though, it's it's very different to a to a, tour, a summer tour, isn't it? You've got to you've also got to look at you know the characters within the camp. Yes. You've got to look at you know how you know how the how, how it's going to gel. Who's going to who the who the play, younger players are going to turn to? All those. Different but that's things. one of the things that's really impressed me with this. Yeah. you know, it's a young outfit. They've been fearless. They have really impressed not only on the field but. We were saying attitude-wise, you know, it's yeah. kind of it, it feels like a group of players, and I know there are some players in there who have have experienced those, you know, that long run of defeats against Australia and stuff. But you almost feel like there are a set of players who aren't blighted by by near misses. Well, this leads um, nicely on to uh, Corey Hill, doesn't it? Because every time he plays, you yeah. see you see a different a different skill set from him. I love that pick and go. I know. I did. He, he thought he was straight in. through. He I thought, thought he was going to get through. Yeah, yeah. He did, didn't he? I bet he was. Um, but he's got his feet are so quick. His yeah. hands are, are, are exceptional. The, the big thing for me with Corey Hill is that, for, considering he's not a big man, I thought that he, he stops the. Um, he doesn't. Uh, he's not like a destructive tackler. But he stops them. He don't go beyond yeah, they, him. They so, never do. Yeah. But he could call that destructive, I suppose. He doesn't. People don't go through him. He actually yeah. stops them on the line. So he must be so powerful for not a massive man. I think you mentioned um, it there as well. Footwork. He's, he's a really good ball carrier. Not because he's an explosive. Yeah. Explosive he's not going kind through of Moriarty people. type player. He's he just almost well, like, like the Martin. way that Toby does. Yeah, yeah. When Toby goes into, I mean, Toby's a big, powerful guy anyway. But but he does use his he feet. uses his feet just to manoeuvre yeah. and to get round and to yeah. make sure that he gets over the game line. And that's something that that's it's almost really like that bo- that boxing twitch, isn't it? That he's got. Mm. And for a big guy, it sort of fools people. Um, and he's got to turn a pace, but he's he's controlling those lineouts, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's in, he's absolutely integral. But I think this is it. I, I think it's a really good opportunity because every one of those players, and we'll we'll examine the players in a bit more detail in the second half of the show. Every one of those players really has come back with their reputation enhanced, or certainly the vast majority of that squad. And that is brilliant to then have this selection dilemma to go, you know, I, I can't imagine for one minute that Alan Wynne Jones is gonna miss out on is gonna miss out on a place in the starting lineup. But it's great to have Hill there, it's great to have Beard there, it's great to have Seb Davis there. I wish he'd play a bit more time in the second row. But all of a sudden we were looking twelve months ago 
And we go, blimey, we're threadbare on uh, Sec- on yeah. second rows. And he now saw, he saw sudden, Bradley. He saw Bradley come on. He said, you know, oh, he looked so hungry he for did, it so he, well. He didn't did, he? yeah. Well, and he had to be, didn't he? Because you know, now he's looking at you know Adam Beard playing unbelievably well. Corey Hill, um, yeah. you know, obviously Seb is is you know, they've been having him at six, but it's. He's, he's had to, isn't he? Yeah. We've got Jake, well, Paul, you know, but the, the numbers are second rows. Yeah. I, on uh, on Seb Davis, though, I thought he uh, he went about his work very quietly, but I thought he played very well at six. Yeah, he did. He did. And I, I know a subsequent, a few, uh, you know, I'm not a big one for stats, but a few pieces came out in the week that showed kind of statistically how uh, how well he performed. Yeah. He, did, he did do very well. I just don't think... Considering that's not his position as no, well. No, I, I, I thought was, he did a great job. Yeah, him. I went back over it and had a look and he... Because we didn't see the darts yeah. and those things, he to I, me he is a he is a second row, an outstanding prospect at second row who can slot into six in a in an injury crisis. You know, if you've had a blindside flanker go off injured and you need to move someone yeah. there, but that's for, for him. Minutes, that could be his place secured. Could well be well, because it could be his place secured though. Because you know, if we're going to take if we're going to take someone in the second row that can then slot into the back row. Um, and vice like, I, all these back rowers are going to have to start slotting into other positions but themselves because they're not going to be able to get in the back yeah. row. That's uh, and that's, that's something we're going to look at in the uh, in the second half of the show. And also, we'll be answering your questions. Uh, we'll be looking back at a little bit of club rugby as well as we draw to the end of the season. And all of that is coming up very very shortly. Two to go on Fact or Fiction, Dan, and we've flirted around this issue of of back row selection. I think we've just got to, we've got to crack on and confront this one right now. So this is actually something my brother texted me last night. Um, he said Warburton will struggle to get back in this team. Fact or Fiction? Fiction. It is fiction because it's Warburton, and I think he's almost once in a in a in a in a generation really in terms of how good he is. At what he's best at, but it's how good were Cubby and oh, I know. Uh, were Cubby and Jenkins as these yeah. two? Like I don't even know how to describe them, but and they were absolute. It was just like vultures, you know. There was whenever there yeah. was a scrap, bang! They it were was on just it. so good to see as well, wasn't it? Them tapping up, tapping each other on the backsides. You know, you can't help but sort of have a smile on your face when you see <coughs> when you see James Davis out there, can you? Those yeah. little that you see his tattoos popping through. He's He's an absolute menace, isn't he? I mean, that first half, he was in everything. He had a hand in, in you know, a hand in places, you know, when it, when it shouldn't be, when it should be, and he's his support lines. Everything. I, th- I thought it was a couple of very marginal calls that would have added, yeah. that would have added to his turnover count as well. Yeah. I thought there was ones where I thought he was on the ball and uh, and was pinged. The ref got it wrong. I thought, well, at first glance, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was another destruction job. Yeah, and, they, those, and those twin sevens were at the heart of it. Well, they've yeah. I mean, the, the pair of them played played brilliantly, didn't they? They both had a, a good number of turnovers in the loose. They were great. Um, I think everyone, everyone, you can't not like him, can you? Um, mm-hmm. You can't not like either of them. But it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky. But Warburton, you've got to look at you know. Again, you look at his CV. You know where he's been. You know, on a, on, a, on a campaign like a World Cup campaign, you've got to have that. That that absolute leader, and that he is. You know, we know Ellis Jenkins can lead a side well, as but he's he hasn't had the experience. And James Davis is 
go go back go back to 2011, which I know I I love to do because I think in the Gatland era, that's the best that Wales have played and the most clinical they've been and the the biggest games that they won were, were during that period. Do you not look back at that and go, well, you know, Sam was kind of plucked almost kind of straight away. Very similar scenario to, to someone like Alice Jenkins. He just went, look, this guy has something special. He is a leader. He's an X-factor player. And he has the belief that he can go absolutely toe-to-toe with the best in the world. And, and Sam's done that for, you know, for the for the best part of a decade now. Do you know it's a similar scenario with someone like Ellis Jenkins where I think you could just chuck him in and you could chuck him in and chuck him in as captain of the side if you wanted to. He would he would back himself to do it. Because it's Warburton because we haven't we haven't had a Warburton. So, you know, where he was coming in, it, it, it for me it's different. Um he's always delivered Warburton in 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 when it's mattered. So, he is an absolute shoe-in. Um but it's going to be it's going to be heartbreaking for a number of the players. It is, and I, I, you know, you would not want to be making those calls. Gatlin seems to relish these calls, yeah. and he almost seems to give them a lift. Well, I was going to say though, is it you know? Because like you say, I don't know that what I'm playing devil's advocate here to a certain point because you know that I'm such a massive Warburton fan. But is there not something really, really powerful at this point in Sam Warburton's career if you're Gatlin to be able to phone him and rather than it be, look, Sam, you're number one, you're the boy. Is it not? something really powerful to go look there's some serious competition out here Sam and we need Sam, we need you at your absolute best in order to get you in that shirt and I just imagine the kind of reaction that's going to evoke from, yeah, from he, Sam Wolverton means there might be another he, level that we've that we've not even experienced yet but he has yeah I mean it's a great position for the coaches to be in isn't it to mention that to him I don't think they'll even need to mention it to Sam no, I, I think, think he's, right. that, he's that much of a He's beyond professional. I don't know what the word is. But I think he's, he's, he's a. You know, when we did that, uh, when we did our, our podcast with uh, with Sonny Parker after the Six Nations, yeah. he said that he roomed with Sam on a summer tour when he was right at the start of his career, and he's just obsessed with rugby. It was almost he's an as absolute if, like, rugby nerd, isn't he? Like Sonny didn't say it, but it's almost as if I, I couldn't room with him again because it was, it, yeah. it was too too much. Sonny wanted to go out. Yeah. Sonny wanted to go out and have a few beers, didn't he? Definitely, probably. Yeah, <laughs> and Sam's just obsessed with obsessed with rugby. Yeah. Beers, what, what, what are they? Yeah, exactly. It's the, that. Throw the rugby ball around. And I, I read down. He's, he's a, obviously a real student of of rugby, Sam. And he, you know, read his his book years ago, and he he analyzes his own game in that much detail that I've no doubt he'll be looking. At, and you see it in his punditry. He's not a player who yeah. rolls out cliches and he watches the odd game. He's rugby. so analytical. He, he's analytical about everything, yeah. and you can tell that he will have watched that game and he'll have seen the way that Ellis Jenkins performed and and Cubby and the 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 previous test as well you'd be looking at it going I've got to play my. I've, yeah. had a, I've had a season to recover and you know get my body in, in shape and he also everything have, now is geared towards the World Cup and getting the best out of it yeah it's a very good point you would have you would have picked you would have find, found a few faults as well probably in you know not he's going to mention it to them but of things that he can do that they can't and uh, you know possibly there's you know there are areas well there are areas that they can do that he can't but um, yeah, I mean, what a what a place to be, you know, what a place to be because any of the other sides would have, you know, there's players that aren't even there. There's Ollie Griffiths. That's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, Ollie, home, Ollie you know. barely played this season, and uh, and he is some he's some prospect as yeah. well. I mean, Aaron, you know, Aaron Wainwright when he came when he came on in that in that first test, how many tackles did he get through in that in that short period? He was absolutely leveling people, wasn't he? Um, poor, yeah, poor old Josh Navidi's at home. Navidi, yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Oh, 
Okay, it's just uh, incredible. It goes on. Incredible amount of uh, strength and depth. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was only well, one so long ago. We talking, you know, Cracknell. You know, obviously he's he's you know, dropped dropped off now, isn't he? But yeah, I mean, you've, but again, it's, it's, it's great to have those players in amongst the in amongst the mix. You know, you know, mm. you've got the you have got that strength to be able to call upon. So it's it's really really exciting from that point of view. Let's stick with the back row for a minute with our final fact or fiction. Moriarty's red card could cost him in the long run. Fact or fiction? I'll tell you why I put this in there. Is he had an amazing game yesterday? He was absolutely superb. I thought he was, well, another level. Yeah. The only reason I'd say this is if you were to transpose that situation and it wasn't post game against Argentina in a series you've won convincingly, and it was, you know, it was midway through a, through a World Cup pool game, is that the kind of thing, you know, the fact that he reacted, uh, you know, he reacted in a, a kind of inflammatory way, is that the kind of thing that could cost him when it? It comes to those big calls. I no no for me because I think he did it. He knew exactly that he knew he knew the time on the clock, um, and we know he's hot headed, and he's a you know he's an absolute animal. Isn't he looked he? like a proper Moriarty. Well, he did. Yeah. You could just see him just whispering in his ear. <laughs> if I wanted to kill you, I'd be killing you. You know, right now. It was basically he didn't need to say anything, did he? He was just like you know you you little shit. Basically, um, I loved it. I know you know people. You, know, you shouldn't choke. He wasn't. You know, you would have, you would have, you would have, you would have dropped him on the floor. Look, I'm I'm I, playing devil's advocate here as well because yeah. I loved it. Yeah, like, it was just you know yeah. you don't you don't mess with a with a back row no. like that. And we need that. We we don't have that sort of aggressive you know animal. And you know he just he's he's a young man, isn't he? He's absolutely teak hard. Yeah. You know his father, his uncle. You know. I just think it's exactly what we needed, and I love the fact as well that Josh Adams came flying in. Yeah, as well, I did, yeah. and he was right up for it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you could see that, as you mentioned, you know, off off the off the pitch to bind that group, whoever's in there. Maybe it's, you know, James. Maybe James Davis is a big a big part of this as well to actually bind a group because he, he maybe he takes a bit of the nerves out of yeah. the things because he because he and is a joker, yeah, is, yeah, and he and makes them all feel at ease. Who knows? And maybe that that's going to put him into. You know, into into the squad, not just his rugby ability. You know, the Scarlets love it, don't they? Um, and all the all the players that are that have left have said, "What a guy he is." There's all those things you so, can't see. I think, particularly when you're looking at a World Cup or a tour, you know, we always talk about the need for good tourists yeah. on there, don't we? You know, it's someone who can keep the spirits up because yeah. you're away from home. You know, Japan is a long, long way yeah. away from home as well. So and the, yeah. you're going to be out there. You're going to need you're going to need a fantastic squad environment. There'll be players there as well. The coaches and the players know that don't tour well, yeah. and and it gets into their head and and everything else, and that that will all come into it. So it's not just their playing ability. It'll be how you know how can they cope being away from the family, all those different things. How do they cope with you know obviously the food doesn't come into it because they'll have their own chefs, but it's all different things, isn't it? Climate, everything. So, um, but I I don't think it'll go against him. Gatland, you could see when he came out and said, um, you know, we're not really that fussed by it. Um, if anything, we you know we may give Ross a bit of an extended preseason. He's not phased. No. That's Gatland saying, "I'm backing my boy," and I loved it. I think that's him saying, I "Yeah, like, I, do I you know what? I, I get that, and I think it's for me. If that's a byproduct of the togetherness and the um, and actually just the the combative nature yeah. of that side, yeah, because the Wales looked hard. Yeah, we in did both of these tests. Looked, they looked really, really hard and up for it, and we did. And South Africans looked physically bullied. You know, big, big guys like no, Lavanini, animals. Yeah. Who's the open side flanker? He's an absolute beast. And they looked humble. Looked, looked small. 
they looked small in comparison yeah. to, to, to what yeah. Wales were able to do to them. So. His hits as well. I mean, he, he, he was hurtling in, wasn't he? To think that he hasn't played that much rugby. The other thing is... I was, really, I was really worried before these tests as well because of the extent of that injury and how long it had yeah. kept him out. And I thought... God, you know, is this is this going to? There's be no signs of it now, is there? Jesus, no. But yeah. with his with his temperament, because he has lost, you know, he has lost it at, at, at a few times in his career. For me, he, he was controlled, because if he had really lost it, he would have he would have he would have levelled him. Yeah, and he didn't. So that for me was him showing control, even though you know, obviously on Twitter, you know, I've seen a lot of the Irish wrapping arms. You know, there's all sorts of comments, but. Well, that, who's up at it, really? Yeah, there's a few people to saying honest, it's, like, it's a disgrace. In, you know, my, in, my eyes, someone. in my eyes, that's a yellow card, personally. I know it's not, but if I was writing the law book, I'd be like, yeah, it's a yellow card. You, well, you know, it, I think never, it's a red, never because... Any, because I don't think well, on, on like, today, I, no, it, for me, it's, you know, it's... it's yeah, it's, it's not it's a, that but, dangerous. But on the law, letter of the law, though, yeah, he's got right. him round the yeah. neck. I suppose it's how long it it's how long it took him yeah. to release it. Yeah, and well. um, but he was just if he if he lost his temp, that was controlled for Moriarty. He was just like I'm not I'm not you know yeah. if he'd lost it, he would have he would have whacked him. Um, yeah. And then then there would have been a real issue because if he's going to let one go, you would not want to be on the on the receiving end no. of that. Um, I just think there's more dangerous things in rugby than that. Like you know yeah. what I mean? He's never gonna. He's never going to be in any immediate danger. That's just Moriarty winning a fight. Yeah, but you see people saying, "Oh, you know, you know, youngst, you know, youngsters watching." I, I, I don't think that puts off any, you know, that puts off anybody from rugby. That's that is that is what it's it about. It might put Nicola Sanchez off from from chucking in little little cheap shots well, like he, that. You know, he, he, he hugged him afterwards because he probably thought, "When I come up against you next, I yeah. don't want to, I don't want any repercussions." So the hug was a bit the bit again, too. Look, it's, did it's, you see where his hand went afterwards as well? No, <laughs> no, um, it was a longing hug, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, look again. That's the that's the beauty. Oh, of that was great. You can have a scrap like that, and and again, it's all it's all behind you at the end of the game. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think it's going to cost him in the in the no. long run. But that showed there was nothing in it. Again. I think you're right. Right, that brings us to the end of fact or fiction. We'll have any other business at the end of the the show, uh, but now it's time to take some questions from the listeners, and we've had plenty of these today. It's going to be str- going to be struggle to uh, to get through these. Um, right, let's start with this one. So this is from uh, from uh, Gary Mason, aka Gasman Roy, regular uh, regular contributors to the show, and this is a very simple one, Dan. How do we stop Ireland? That and that for me is the big test. Well, can I bring the ref into it? Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We we need a ref that's going to ref them. Yeah. Um, they play. I'd say they're probably the. They play the ref now, um, better than any side. For well, me, Wales did. Uh, no, no Ireland. Ireland. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so we need a ref that's going to stop them taking players out off the top of the ball. Um, and that's that's a big big element. You know, we see we saw how well James Davis and uh, uh, Ellis went. You know, on the weekend. But uh, similarly, if you you know, if they're ref in a different way, then they're, they're stopped. But um, no, but in taking the ref out of it, we we need to up the physicality, don't we? Getting you've got to be so so physical. You know, their second row pairing now of you know yeah, of Ryan, um, you know, and uh, the dinosaur there in the Devin Toner. They're absolutely enormous men, aren't they? Yeah, he's. Um, and he looks, you know, you can have a bit of a laugh about. Sort of oh, mate, I think he's a, I think he's a fantastic player. Like he, he, like, he just does the shift. simple things really, really well. And you would not want to be hit. You no. wouldn't want to be in a ruck when he comes in to clear out. 
Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, and and they they just got these amazing options now, haven't they? They've got Ryan, they've got yeah. Tyburn, they've got Toner, uh, they've got Henderson. That's, I mean, yeah. we're encouraged by Wales' strength in depth, but look at that for yeah. a, for a second that, row, you know, for those options they've got there, and there's and there's more. They're huge men, aren't they? As well, and their front, I think their front row is is very very strong. You know, their first choice and their second choice, um, and then you get onto the back row. Yeah, they haven't got as much strength in depth. Really? You could, oh, I, you know. could, I think you, I think there's plenty. Oh, there is, but yeah. you could say, you know, with you know, with what we've got, but they've I think they're huge men, aren't they? And so they get that pack going. Mm. It's very difficult to stop and they're so well drilled. We're gonna they know exactly what they're doing and we at times haven't done so. Players have slotted in and it hasn't been, you know, the same show each game. This has been. This is the first time that you can say that you know you swap out one guy and the next guy comes in knows exactly what they're yeah. what they're doing. We haven't had that. We haven't had this before. Whereas they have seemed to have that. I think the backs is is really where we can where we can actually have a go at uh, at Ireland. <coughs> I, I don't know. I think the game is one up front against Ireland. I think if they get quick ball, they win. Well, it's as got, simple as that. But, but I don't think we get one over on them. I think we'd have to match them. I yeah. think because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. that strong. So if we can match them, then our backs can maybe do. Can, can can do the damage. That's do, you think, where... do you think our backs have got a bit more guile than than the Irish have? I think. Um, well, yeah, I, you... I think if you particularly if you look at the first test against Australia, they went particularly direct. Yeah, they missed. Um, they missed. Uh, what's the um, ring rose? Ring rose. Yeah. They missed him massively, didn't they? His, his creativity, the way he can get on the outside, um, and so they're very very narrow when when you when you take him out when you take him out of the setup. Um, so yeah, I think the backs is somewhere we can definitely have a. Have a yeah, I mean it's interesting. I think it's it's interesting to you know it depends massively on how the games are refed. But I think you're right because we have seen games. I think particularly if you look back at Six Nations against Ireland in 2015, where we just absorbed the pressure. Where Charter was putting that monumental shift, it was just absorb the pressure, absorb the pressure, absorb the pressure. And if you can just keep that resolute and you don't miss the tackles, then yeah, that's, you've that's got, where you you've got yeah. Know, we sort of hang on, don't we? we? Hang on in there, hang on in there, hang on in there. Get. Just keep 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 within a within a score of them. Keep within three points of them, and then we tended to. That's how we've tended to get our wins. We've never sort of blown them away. They're an outstanding side, aren't they? So well coached. So it isn't going to be easy when we come up against them. No, you're absolutely right. Okay, let's uh, let's stick with the summer tour though as well. So um, this is from uh, this is from Jamie Phillips, most impressive Welsh player on tour. Simple as that. Who are you going for, Dan? For me, it's got to be um, Corey Hill. Um, the way in which, the way in which he skipped the side, the impact that, uh, so I've been told anyway, he's had off the off the yeah. you know off the field and on the field, he just seems to be getting better and better. It's an incredible story when you think of where he came from to where he is now. You know, you think Brian O'Driscoll said, you know, who who is this guy? You know, didn't know who he was. Yeah. He definitely knows who he is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that. Also, that the fact <clears throat> that he just has just gone about his work quietly hasn't really made he's not cocky at all is he um he's just been brilliant and he seems to have surprised us all with a different uh a, the different little touches that he's got up his locker that he just seems to sort of oh, I'll, let, I'll let this one out today yeah 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 no I, um, he's, he has been fantastic it's all that's you know it's hugely but hugely encouraging it's, it's difficult for me to stick I'll, uh, if I'm, if I, I'll just stick with one yeah. because that was the question but right. I'm struggling to I don't want to stop really yeah I mean that's it I'm, can you have one oh, I'm sat here because I've got so I've got so many yeah. that I want to that I want to choose from yeah do you know what I think it has to be oh, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Covey 
I'm going to go yeah. for Cubby Adler. We've we've covered why numerous times on this on this podcast. I just think again, he's one of those players who has has got to look. I am up to this. Time. I'm going to take this opportunity, and I'm going to show you that I'm good enough to do it at this level. And I think he's he's done that really really well. And I think he has been, yeah, he's been absolutely superb, particularly in the uh, particularly um, particularly in the first test. I thought, but again, he was fantastic yesterday. I want. I've got to add one there because I think actually what's been really encouraging about this tour is the the players who've stepped up and surprised me. And for that reason, I'd I'd also say uh, honourable mentions for Adam Beard. Yeah, and gosh. for Dylan Lewis. Yeah. I think Dylan Lewis in that in that test last week was fantastic, uh, and Adam Beard just looks he looks really comfortable at this level now. Does and, he look, and I, looked at ease, didn't he? He did. Yeah, and so you know, I yeah. uh, I think we got a couple of finds there. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah, we. Considering they're renowned for their scrummaging, and we were absolutely all over them, weren't we? I mean, with with five minutes to go, and we're you know we've made a few changes up front, and we're actually driving them off the ball. It's, yeah, it's great to see. You know, again, scrummaging coaching there. They've done they've done very very well, haven't they? Um, but and and young Ryan Elias, you know, has uh, has gone well, isn't he? Because in the line yeah. out is you know the line out functioned very well. So all the le- the elements that we've sort of been nervous of over the last sort of five years with Wales, um, if we can continue it, we've, we seem to have ironed those things out. Yeah. All right, this one is very, much, uh, is very much for you, and it's from our good pal Dav. What's more dangerous, Purple Bricks or Josh Adams? <laughs> Josh Adams. Um, Purple Bricks doesn't keep you awake at night as an estate agent, does it? You're, uh, you're too good. You're the Ross Moriarty of estate agents. We are, yeah. Highly aggressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I might have to edit that bit out. <laughs> Josh, Josh Adams, um, what a find. For me, he's the, you know, he's the winger we've been looking for for the last 10 years, to be honest. Oh, you're going to be hard pushed um, to shift him out of that side, aren't you? His work rate yeah. on, those, on the insides was amazing. Um, his defence yeah, and, and the turnovers that he's been winning is is just so refreshing. Um, and that try was just a, a piece of brilliance, wasn't it? So yeah, we've been waiting so long for a, for a world class winger. Two two things with that. I think you're absolutely right. That try, what I loved about it, and we've mentioned this a couple of times with Thomas Williams, that when the ball bobbles loose at the back of a scrum, he sees it as an opportunity, like the old days. Oh, it's yeah. going to be broken playing to go for it, and that's what I think. That's what Josh Adams does. Is that came from a mistake, and he went, "All right, okay, let's let, let's judge this. Let's get this back in. Let's get this back inside. Yeah. Head towards field. Oh, it's on. Let's go." Let's and he's go. through. You know, he's he skinned the prop, and then he's he's made a back row forward, fall over, and he's in with and a moment been, of brilliance. It's been what he's it's what he's been doing, isn't it? In the uh, in the English yeah, in the yeah. English league, he gets sort of he'll 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 turn on himself, and he just look he, he just looks up and he's away. And for me. We've been desperate in desperate need of, of a quality winger for so yeah. long, and now we've got that. That's it's a massive part of our game now because we've actually got a genuine threat out wide, which we haven't had. And it's such a big part of the game, isn't it? Because I think teams have known that we've got wingers that are predictable and and aren't you know and aren't don't have that killer instinct. And now we've got that. So I think the other thing with with Josh Adams and with Corey Hill is I think the thing that's really encouraging there is they're both players who. When they were kind of twenty, you'd have been looking at them, and you would never have thought in a few years' time they'd be they'd be regular Wales internationals. And I think that's really encouraging for all players because it's you know not everyone takes that Ellis Jenkins route of captains every age grade that he's in, and then you know goes on captains the national side. You know, well, it's in terms it gives people hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Corey Hill was let go from the Blues, and 
you know, he's turned up at the Dragons, he's worked really, really hard, he's in that side, he's impressed everyone with his attitude and he's impressed everyone with, with what he's added to his game. And, you know, Josh Adams likewise, you yeah, know. Was he's, he at Cinderford? Or he, no, he was at... He, he was at... Um, he was at the Scarlet's, wasn't he? I yeah. Don't know, uh, I don't know which... Uh, I don't he went know which, Premier, he got released. Was. He got released then and was playing sort of lower level, you know, a couple of, a couple of leagues down and then worked his way back up, took his opportunity and, and went up. And it's just... Yeah, we're saying Corey Hill's story is amazing. Well, Josh Adams is yeah, probably arguably also. even more so, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's something that's uh, that's really encouraging. It's good to know that Purple Bricks doesn't keep you awake at night. Yeah, Dav, please never mention them again. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, funny, yeah, talking about talking about wingers, this is an interesting one uh, that we've that we've had from Ricky Ford. How do we get the best out of George North? Should be our X Factor player, has been good on this tour, but we could be getting so much more. Would you I, I think that one might be a bit unfair. I think it's been a good tour from George. Best I've seen North play in a long yeah. time. Um, I think we need to keep it simple with North is you're a winger. So, you know, stick to the wing. We need to stop trying him at centre. I yeah, just I agree with that. It doesn't work. Um I don't I don't mind it in the odd injury crisis. Yeah, but only then. Yeah, you know what I mean? If it's midway through the autumn and we're playing Georgia and you know, there's a couple of knocks around some of the centres. I don't mind it, or you know, at, at some point during the game. When... Actually, no. I'm I'm going to say I I don't want to see him there, even when we've got uh, when we've got injuries. You'd rather chuck in a youngster, Pro- or... put a centre in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how well did how well did Watkin go on, on in that game? Yeah, he went really well. Jeez, yeah, he was he was good, wasn't he? But yeah, I think on the, he's a winger. Get him <clears> on the ball as 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 you know as early and as often as we can um, within the first twenty minutes to give him that confidence. I think. It's easy to look at North and think he's a massive guy, um, and so he must have a, a massive personality. He must be hugely confident. I, I seem to think that he, if he, if he doesn't get his hands on the ball early, he, he can he can wander off and switch off. Yeah, he needs to he needs to be kept in the get. He needs to be he needs to tune in very early on. So get him on the ball, get him get get some touches, and just let him do what he, what he did. Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about George North. Uh, I think you I think his attitude was great on this tour. He's got. A fresh start when he's he's coming back to play for the Ospreys now, and I think he did he did the basics right, but he wasn't just looking to run players over. I think actually his X factor moments. How good was that pass inside for Hallam Amos? Yeah, it's a try. beautiful pass. It was a great it? pass and it was perfectly timed. Did he get it, caught for the? Yeah, it was a yeah. That was what a try that was. It was it was um, super. Amos, he's, he's played well, hasn't he? He's yeah, well, I just well. want to mention everyone, but we can't. We need another. Uh, did, was was North at fault for the uh, for the try? I thought maybe. Possibly, I, I think maybe Scott Williams will be the one who's, who will look back on that one. He just seemed to be done for pace a bit too easily there. Um, I'm sorry, we were talking about the the, the try that uh, was out on the far right before half time. Yeah, when was it the second row burst through? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, we are talking about the second one. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, th- I thought. And the other thing is, like North in the first test, there was that little thing. There was that offload out of the pass that almost put Moriarty away. Yeah, and you just thought that even though it was given forward. There's those little things that I really like seeing from George, rather than just crash, crash, crash. I think he's got you know he's just got a bit more to his and to his game than that, and I think you're right. That's a confidence thing. He made Gareth he made Gareth's uh, Gareth Davis's try didn't yeah, he, yeah, in that yeah. first game by holding by by making them think for yeah. a split second, and then Gareth is well. There's no better person is there in those situations. You cannot stop the guy. You would not want to play against him, would you? He's hard. He's a fighter. He's he's quick. So. That's another reason why North, if we get him on the ball early on, they'll be thinking, okay, he's coming down these inside channels again, and don't give it to him. No, I think, yeah, I think you're right. And, and, give, and give it to someone else. I or, think you're exactly right. Right, we've got time for one more, uh, and this one's come from Craig Muncy. Obviously, we know Craig uh, 
know Craig very well yeah. and it's a bit of a switch actually so we're going to talk quickly about about club rugby or regional rugby rather uh, marks out of 10 for each of the Welsh pro sides this season and expectations for the coming season what do you want to take two each yeah go on then I'll go take on, you, you take who are <laughs> you going to take um, I'll take the Scarlet go on um, for me, 10, 10 out of 10. Still 10? 10 for, for... Can you be 10 if you don't win anything? I think you can. Um, considering the, 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 the squad, uh, the money that they're playing with, and the competition they were playing yeah. in, for me, I think they've overachieved. Okay. I've, I know I've said that a few times, but 10 for me. All right. And expectations for the new season for them? Expectations, I think it's going to be difficult to, to live up to... You know, to what they what they did um, this year, then. Um, but they've got some. They've got a great spirit there, haven't they? And they've made some some pretty cute signings as well. So I think they'll be there or thereabouts in this season, uh, next season. Sorry. Um, you know, again, really. Okay. I need to take Ospreys. Okay. And I give Ospreys five. I think it could yeah, have, it could have been even lower, and they're a hideous start to the season. Uh, I, they were okay in Europe. I thought they put together a couple of decent performances, which is why it's a bit better. And they finished the season more encouragingly. But you know that will be a disappointing season for uh, for the Ospreys. And you know, chatting to chatting to Scott last week, yeah, I think that was pretty much the feeling in the camp. And like he said, you know, they see the other they see sides like the Blues and the Scarlets on great European runs and winning things, and they want a piece of that. And so I think they're they're gonna. You know they're they're going to need to to put in much better performances to to get close to that. But I think expectations for next season they've got some good players joining. Uh, I do think it's going to be difficult because of the the time it might take players to gel. You know, losing Webb and Bigger in those key positions, and you know, and then bringing in Scott into the back line as well. They've almost got a brand new back line even with their first choice. So I think that's going to be difficult. signing of Scott is a massive one, isn't it? You see, you saw on this tour as well, like how, how important he is. I mean, this is Scott Gibbs, is it? It's, I know. How, <laughs> he did it again, didn't he? I know. It's like Mur- it's like the, the ghost of Mighty Murphy's in the uh, Martin. It's, it's Martin probably had his head in his head in his hands, didn't he? Or he was just in stitches. Um, oh yeah, it was it was funny that wasn't it? Um, did you see the retweet I put out by the way? No. From uh, Scott Williams's wife, so I didn't realise I was married. I married oh yeah, I, I did see that one actually. <laughs> so I, put, I put that out on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I've, I've lost my last word. Oh, Scott, yeah, I thought he was. Um, you know the, the that beautiful try we scored out on the left when he just held on to that ball, yeah. and it's so so so. How many times have we seen it where it's just been given too, yeah, too yeah, quickly? Yeah, too quickly. Uh, Moriarty's hands, <laughs> not just a hard man. Um, yeah, do you think? Um, do you think North is? Sort of really excited about the fact that he's coming back. Yeah, and I make do. A he looked there. he looked like a player who he looked happy, didn't he? He looked he looked a lot happier than, than I've seen him play for a while. I think it was good that he got through a tour without injury worries or concussion issues or anything like that. So I think it's a new start for him. Um, I think it might take the Ospreys a little while to get going, but um, you know, again, I think they've they've got to uh, they've got to have a much better season next next year. All right, two to go. What I'll take, take Cardiff Blues. Go on, then. It's going to be a, it's going to be a Another ten for me. Um, I'm going all out positivity with. Uh, with yeah, you clearly are. Again, with the disarray that was happening then off the off the pitch, um, the way in which Cardiff sort of finished that back end of the season, you've got to hold your hands up and say that's something quite incredible has happened there. Plus, they got the silverware. Um, they re-signed a load of players. Um, 
was a brilliant, brilliant end to the season, and the Blues look to be in a in a in a pretty, pretty strong place, don't they? On uh, in terms of squad depth, they do. And um, yeah, just to finish in on the Dragons, uh, yeah, what, I mean, look, if you're going mega positive, I mean, really, the Dragons. I'm going to give the Dragons three out of ten. Okay. And all of the threes are really off-field in future things. I think they've done some good work off the field. I think they've sorted out their commercials. I think that um, the pitch held up well. You know, it's, it's things like that, that. But, I mean, on the pitch, it's been a nightmare of a season. So you're going more foundations. I think, yeah, and it, and it has to be. Uh, you know, look, we, we, don't need, we don't need to tread over the same ground again. But the hopes for a new season is it's, it's got to be a lot better. But you look at, you look at things like the Moriarty signing, you just think that the standards he's going to demand in the dressing room, um, I think likewise Hibbard, I think that, you know, Rodney Williams, these kind of players coming in will be a, will be a, a shot in the arm, but yeah, it, it has been a mess as we've discovered on the field. Um, Do you think it's fair to say that the moment, for instance, you know, Moriarty was to walk into the change room along with Hibbard, um, along with Rodri, that it, it's, it's a totally different side overnight. Yeah, and I think it's that kind of experience that they'll need. I think all the best performers have been young players at the start of their career, really. And I think having that level of experience and people who played rugby at the very highest level is only going to help. You know, we've said it before, I think a player like Elliot having Hivard alongside him, that's going to be a great battle for per, for that starting shirt. You Imagine know, don't, some of those training sessions. Yeah, don't, don't think that Richard Hivard is going to go there and, and be happy with a number 16 shirt. It's just not going. It's not going to be in his nature. I think likewise, you know, Moriarty and Aaron Wainwright, those kind of players to get, you know, Jumbo, those kind of players in the dressing room. It, so they are the the, the encouraging things. Um, but yeah, it's the expectations. The expectations have to be big, and the pressure is big because, as we said before, they've, they've kind of bought the the pressure on themselves. But so yeah, I think it's a three, but three for all kind of off the pitch and foundation reasons. Right, last part of the show then, Dan, any other business? There's a few things that it's worth worth mentioning um, at this point in the show. Um, Peter Thomas stepping down as as Blues chairman. That's that's an interesting one. Does this signal a a WIU takeover? I'll put you right on the spot here. Yeah, I think it's probably the the, the start. Yeah, I I think so. Um, Can you see anybody else coming in with... uh... With the sort of money that you know, the money that would need to be put forward. Otherwise. I mean, one thing. Well, look, I, or a similar model to the guys. Yeah, I mean, look, we've discussed we've discussed um, this before on the podcast. You've got to thank him for the amount of money that he's put into it. I think the yep. fact that he's written the debt off as well is a is a big, big thing. That's for, a, that's for quite the blues. And that's, quite something, isn't it? Quite a gift. That that is. I think that you know the criticism that's been levelled at him is because he's been too hands-on in terms of recruitment and on the pitch matters. And if that is the case, I don't know if it is, but I know you know that's certainly a criticism that's been levelled at him. If that is the case, that's got to change with um, with a with a regime change. You know, it has to be it has to be led by by out and out um, coaches and director of rugby, and, and that's got to be they've got to dictate what kind of uh, what kind of things are going to go on the pitch. Yeah, I mean the the WRU thing. I don't know, um, but it was mooted a year ago. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. So it wouldn't it wouldn't Certainly be a massive, it wouldn't be a massive surprise if I'm honest. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty big news uh, this week, and uh, also down at the Blues, uh, interesting uh, interesting couple of um, coaching appointments, uh, particularly in relation to the academy. And again, actually, this is something that we've that we've covered a few times uh, before. Kind of the the players that, that have been kind of coming through that system. And I think if you look at 
the likes of Thomas Williams and uh, a lot of the young talent who've who've come through Seb Davis. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's something that that will be that will be massively encouraging. And the two players that we've seen, uh, sorry, the two coaches that we're going to come uh, see come in down there. You've got Griff Rees again, who we've um, we've spoken about on this podcast a number of times before. Um, it's good to see Griff back in uh, you know back in work, and I think working with young players is something that will is something that will suit him. He's a Cardiff um, boy as well, isn't he? He's is a Cardiff boy as well, which I think uh, you know, which I think makes um, makes a makes a big difference. Um, and then you've also got uh, T.R. Thomas coming down in, into that setup as well. And uh, yeah, I know he's been doing some coaching at the um, at Dragons this year. Obviously, played for played for Cardiff Blues for the best part of a decade as well. So he joins the uh, he joins the setup down there. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Isn't it? A couple of couple of Cardiff lads kind of coming yeah, down to the region. Huge amount of change, isn't there at the at the Blues? And you think you know, uh, sort of in the coaching setup, and then obviously off the off the field as well. So. Um, probably quite timely, really, in terms of you know they've had a they've had a great you know great season, um, but obviously things had to change, and um, I think it's quite it's quite a positive move then for for everyone involved at Cardiff Blues, really. And then the last one, uh, while we're on the the coaching topic, uh, you know we're expecting to hear uh, who's going to take over from Gatland um, at some point during uh, during the summer. And uh, there was an interesting, interesting rumor this week that Wales Online were were keen to uh, were, were keen to float. Whether or not it was a clickbait or not, I'm not entirely sure. But we've been saying for a while that we expected it to be between Wayne Pivak and um, and Dave Rennie, and then the uh, the Crusaders coach uh, Robertson has been linked at the last minute. Is that would that would that surprise you if if that were to happen? Do you think this is just a bit of a Something of uh, a something of nothing kind of story. Yeah, you wonder where you wonder where that's come from, don't you? Um, yeah, there could there could potentially be something, you know, be something in that. Um, I do still think though we're going to be it's it's probably fairly hard pushed to look beyond uh, to look beyond Pivac in terms of you know him knowing. Knowing Wales now, but that's not. Well, I did think that, but then again, you know, something like this. If this were to, if this were to happen, um, there's probably there's probably something in it. I mean, if, Crusaders Crusaders role is one of the is one of the one of the real glamour roles in the in mm. the all of world club rugby coaching. You know, that the kind of pedigree that um, that he would that he would bring to it is a is a really interesting one, and you just, you know you, at this point you you kind of wonder. There's no smoke without fire. You'd be happy with it, wouldn't you? Well, look, I think all three, all three, if indeed Scott Robertson is a is a candidate, I think are really, really interesting choices. Um, and I think I don't know. I, I, I've said it before. I would probably rather Pivak didn't get the job in favour of him staying at the Scarlets and, and continuing to build there. Um, I just think it could be so disruptive if. He goes along with Steve Jones, along with you know potentially Byron Hayward and stuff. So, I Do you think that it, might come in then in terms of the <clears throat> WIs thinking that we need the regions to be as strong as possible. So uh, I don't do we know. Want to disrupt? I, I don't I, know. Yeah, I say it's... why because we've said, haven't we, that, that 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 head coach, that head coach role, you've got to be, you've got to be an out and out head coach, and none of us know the impact, the real impact then that at the Scarlets that the other coaches have. You know, by you know Hayward, Taylor, Cunningham, you know all yeah, those yeah. Stephen Jones, all those guys have on the overall, the overall decisions there with um, with the side, and 
you know, that's the big thing for WWE, isn't it? They've got to look at it's it's such a such a big position, isn't it? Especially with how well Gatlin's gone. Um, you wonder whether they'll be looking at out and out strength, won't they? Almost like if they were standalone, how would they do? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really interesting one, and uh, you know when it when it does happen, it's going to be. I think we have to do some uh, some special podcasts for that, and then two other quick bits which I've forgotten actually. Dimitri Arhit potentially turning up at Cardiff. That'd be some. That'd be some coup what? if they could pull that off. Yeah, it will it would be? Wouldn't it? I was going to say it will it would be? Um, Blues have got a lot of young props, haven't they? Mm. Um, that is, it's, I've liked, I've enjoyed seeing that because you know, look, we've seen, you know, we've seen uh, some brilliant performances, haven't we? Now from Dylan on the uh, on the trip, yeah. um, if he's in there, he's going to be blocking, yeah, he's going to be blocking the way of. Uh, of uh, of a couple of others, but you need you do need that experience. The, you the need blues. the experience. You need the strength and depth. I, I don't do. think you know Dimitri Arhip isn't going to play every single game of the season. He'll play a lot though, won't he? Yeah, he would. And you know, maybe maybe that is a kind of a barometer um, of where those of where those young tight heads are at the moment. You know, Dylan Lewis has shown some some really good glimpses, um, but he you know he had a, a difficult day scrummaging against South Africa. Um, you then maybe look at um, look at people like Corey Domashevsky and go, okay, maybe again he's a little bit he's a little bit too raw, um, and we'll be able to bring him on with the likes of you know having our hip in yeah. the. Um, you look at the, the the Blues in the in the big games who they favoured time and time again. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a must signing really, isn't it? They need a renowned um, scrummager there, so it'd be outstanding for them if they get him. It would, and that pretty much brings us to the end, Dan. That's it, full time for the season. Feels like, we, feels like we need to go on. <laughs> it does, and we could. And look, we'll be, um, we'll still be chatting rugby on social media across the course of the summer. So make sure you stay in touch with us at Attacking Scrum on Twitter. Uh, join the the Facebook group Wales Rugby Fans, and give our Facebook page Attacking Scrum Welsh Rugby a like as well, because we we'll keep you up to date with all of the latest developments on there. And also as well, you know, we've had we've had an amazing season this season. It's been great to watch the uh, the listener numbers grow, and great to have uh, loads more of you on board. Uh, so what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks is we're going to be reissuing some of our classic interviews uh, so you'll be able to hear those again. So the likes of uh, John Taylor on Boycotting Lions Tours. Uh, we've got Di Bishop on Broken Necks and every four-letter word that you can imagine. Uh, and we've got our good pal Kai Griffiths on uh, Playing with Galacticos and uh, Me Victoria's Secret Models. So uh, we'll have a load of these coming out across the course of the summer. But a massive thanks uh, for listening across the course of the season. It's been fantastic. We've really enjoyed it. And we're going to have some more specials too across the course of the summer. We don't just switch off and go on our holidays, do we, Dan? No, we don't. You ready for me to stuff you in Hungry Hippos again? No? Right, that's it. Time for it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back to chat to you very, very soon. Podcast Network.